we will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, which is called a podcast because it's cast from 18 carat pods. Also because Apple were quite good at branding. Joining me this evening, we have Mr. Dave Convery, who, um, um, according to the sheet, says, you know the story of the crane wife where it turns out she's making beautiful garments from her feathers, leaving her sickly and one. Well, that, but for belly button fluff. Good evening. Great. Thanks. Good evening. I, of course, am Roger Hart, the inventor of cubes, and we are joined also by Mr. H.J. Doom, who only learned to swim so he could sexually harass mackerel. Hello. Our question this evening is a little less fishy than that. Dear, we will fix you. I'll keep this short, fear of being accused of moaning myself. A project I support, and to be honest, my enjoyment of my job, is being derailed by some particularly negative colleagues who will complain at every given opportunity, but never suggest solutions for what's bothering them, or indeed accept solutions offered to them. I'm all for a cathartic whinge every so often, but these people seem to wear their negativity as a badge of pride, and as they are both senior to me and within my organisation, are bringing the mood of the team down and affecting our productivity. Do you have any advice on how to reduce the effects on my project and on me, please? Mr H.J. Doom. There are a number of different things that could be going on with this situation, and I'm going to run through them in order of probability. In order to keep things interesting, though, I'm not going to reveal whether I'm working from less to more probable or from more to less probable. Firstly, it's possible that the person may be a company plant designed to crush the spirit of the workforce and render you more amenable to the next round of short-sighted budget cuts and benefit cuts. You know the sort of thing, compulsory reduction in headcount and a sudden arbitrary limit on the amount of toilet paper per person per day. Ground down by the ceaseless whining of your corporate stooge, you shrug and Begin the day with a quick laxative to ensure getting your stools out of the way at home. Your only option, if this is the case, is to respond with offensive optimism and the sort of cheery bonhomie that the average corporate plant will respond to like a cat responds to a water pistol. I recommend learning to play the ukulele and composing a series of jaunty sea shanties suitable for any and all corporate occasions. Now, sea shanties are ideal for raising morale, as their quick tempo, upbeat, and crucially, only require you to learn about five different chords, all of them major. If you can bang out an A, C, F, D, and G chord on the ukulele, you're basically golden. It's very hard to be sad when you're listening to a sea shanty. Furious? Definitely. Violent? Almost certainly. Sad? Not so much. With morale maintained by your tireless sonic encouragement, there's no chance of management being able to sneak anything out of the ordinary past your team. Apart from anything else, they'll struggle to be heard over the constant rousing choruses of blow the man down. Now, the second possibility is that your colleague is actually a secret anarchist infiltrator trying to bring down capitalism from within. The whole aim of their dolorous negativity in this scenario is to slowly crush the spirit of the workforce so as to make them more receptive to revolutionary propaganda. As the iron heel of the boss grinds the humble peons down into a greasy pate of despair, so the seeds of revolt are sowed in the fecund soil of thwarted ambition. If this is the case, the only sane thing to do is to join your comrade in the emotional struggle 
and help bring about the collapse of a social order that, let's be honest, is ripe for destruction. It's vital to show your commitment to the principle of class struggle here waged through the medium of petty irritation by refusing to allow your comrade to be outdone in his negativity. If he claims that a project won't be completed until quarter four 2020, boldly assert that the project will never be completed, and what's more, the soap in the bathroom has been treated with bromide salts to render the workforce impotent. If he claims that the new purchasing workflow for printer paper is a pain in the arse, let the whole office know that the printers are leaking dangerous radiation into the office space. If he says that there are people on the team not pulling their weight, loudly declaim that there's no one in the entire organisation even capable of pulling their weight because the whole commercial enterprise is futile and the company is in reality little more than a badly designed front for an organ harvesting operation. If all else fails, learn to play the ukulele and serenade the office with funeral dirges to sap their will to live, or to be honest, just play some sea shanties now I think about it, the effect is much the same. The final possibility is in some ways the simplest. It could be that he's someone who we in the fixing community like to term, and I apologise for my use of abstract technical language here, a miserable cunt. Signs that this is the case are being from Yorkshire, reading the Daily Express, or working in human resources. This is the trickiest one to fix, since his misery is less instrumental. You can't set yourself up either in opposition or support of it because there is no process at work. He is a steady state operating in perfect nihilistic homeostasis with his environment, no matter what that environment contains. One option is to simply admire from afar the perfection of nature that has created such a wondrous flower of abject misery. Try and divorce yourself from the effects of his personality and appreciate it in the abstract, the same way a parent appreciates the talentless daubings their child brings home from school. The other option is to accidentally push him down a flight of stairs and encourage him to take as much time as he needs to get back to 100%. This solution has the added advantage that it will confirm his worst suspicions about the world and its terrible unfairness, certainly by the third or fourth time he's accidentally fallen down the stairs. I can't imagine that this will make him happy, but it will make him feel like he's right, and for a genuinely miserable bastard, that's as close as they're ever going to get. Trust me. I know. In one of our earliest episodes, we provided some solid advice for getting people fired. This would always be my preferred solution in any workplace conflict, because resolving things like a grown-up is just too much fucking hassle. I probably suggested faking up some kind of gross misconduct based on them breaking little-known laws. That sounds like something I'd say. Either way, I'm not going to go back and listen to it for you. We need the numbers. If you really, really can't get these people fired, and you should, then you're going to have to neuter the effects of their whinging. Now, you say they wear their negativity about the project as a badge of pride. And having been to more than a few pride marches, I can tell you that two things are guaranteed to ruin a pride movement for everyone. Embarrassing pride parents, you know, the ones who are just a bit too into it and take it all too seriously, a bit too enthusiastic, and TERFs. Which means there's really only one solution, the goldmine of hate-peddling transphobes and madly cringe-inducing parents, Mumsnet. You need to create a kind of groundswell of Mumsnet fandom, but for really hating on your project, preferably while subtly implying that its success could in some way contribute to trans people even slightly bettering their lives. 
Most turfs are emotionally hollow, single-issue ghouls with the tenacity of a brain-damaged bulldog in a bag of sausages. So it takes only the thinnest bat squeak of a whistle to have them turn up with angry banners about how people don't deserve basic human rights. This is good, not the human rights thing. Um, they're moral pond slime. But you, and you really don't want to be doing anything that makes them happy. But it, it is good that it's so trivial. And their slightest association can ruin just about anything. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. The main work of really astroturfing a movement is setting up a load of sock puppet accounts with confusingly similar user profiles to create some illusion of groundswell. So you'll need to workshop this a bit, spin up a few sort of Project Hater 1972 or Auntie Project Fail or something like that accounts. Make them look realistic by starting a few plausible Mumsnet threads from each account first. Something about how poor people just need to learn to make porridge or a funny anecdote about something their husband once wiped their penis on, or some clueless outrage that anyone might not conceivably share their worldview. You get the general idea. Standard Mumsnet stuff, just play the hits. From here on, you can pretty much just post in character as your moaning colleagues. Heck, maybe you could even hook up a work, an integration to the workplace Slack channel and have them do it for you. You'd probably figure that out. But be sure to make hating on whatever the fuck your project actually is sound kind of fun. This has to get the worst kind of over-enthusiastic parents excited as well as the monsters. They've got to go cluelessly all in on it. They've got to love it and become cringy. It's got to be all out. You want them to be like the mum on the Pride Parade with the full face rainbow makeup, handing out leaflets and stickers and yelling, people died at Stonewall, don't you know? All the while trailing some red-faced teen behind them, just cringing and withering as their chance of getting laid tonight shrivels before their eyes. This is, this is the vibe you're going for, pride parent mum. And if you strike the right note of fun but gently earnest, these pride mums will pile the fuck on to this cause, backed up by a small but loud crew of bigoted harridans, and hating your project will become quite possibly the least cool thing in the universe. Alternatively, if you're short on time, work up some pithy but slightly arch slogans around the moaning, print them on t-shirts, and hand them out at a Big Bang Theory fan event. It's a shorter-term solution, but the immediate effect is much more powerful. Mr. Convery. People just fundamentally feel happier when they feel like they're getting things done. We're all hopefully familiar with that sort of little drip, drip, drip of dopamine that you get from making things happen. We're all almost certainly familiar with the same from video games or other ersatz forms of achievement. Even just running down a little list of tasks should contribute on some small level to a sense of well-being. Now, your colleagues, they probably believe that they're doing valuable work. Their negativity and obstruction, they feel like they're offering value. It's going to make them feel good. And we need to rip that sensation away from them with considerable force and speed. So how are we going to make them feel like they're the king of fuck-up mountain every time they complain about something? Well... It's going to suck. But you and any similarly pissed off colleagues are going to ask them for recommendations about what they would suggest doing every single time they say no, they obstruct you. And yes, of course, they're not going to have anything to offer at first because they don't have anything to offer beyond having a good old whinge. 
Really fucking ladling on thick too. Tell them how glad you all are that they're taking charge of the situation. Ask about passing work over to them. They're not going to believe or go along with any of this, but it doesn't matter because you're going to make them incredibly embarrassed regardless. And in Britain at least, that's a currency you can bank. So if every single time, every single person asks them, teeth achingly politely, what they're proposing as an alternative, one of two things is going to happen. Either they'll actually start preparing for these conversations so that they can do their fucking jobs properly and they'll actually come up with some ideas, or you'll make them so fucking miserable that they'll walk into the sea. Either way is a win. You can get back onto getting something done and passive aggression wins out again. Ah, that concludes today's fixing. And if you have something that you would like to moan about, you can, of course, moan to us. We might even take you seriously. I know it's happened. You can moan to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com or via a little web form at hauntedphonograph.com. That last one's anonymous, so we'll judge you slightly less. Mm -hmm.